Hello and welcome to Mixed Feelings, a podcast about news, politics, and pop culture on the Relay FM network. I'm Quinn Rose, and I'm here as always with my co-host Jillian Parker. Hi, everyone. So, how are you doing today? How are you doing in the, the 12 hours since we were supposed to record this episode? Well, I am now. Um, I have now been awake for over 16 hours, so that's good. Yeah, we were supposed to record this episode this morning, and then there were trucks everywhere. Everywhere! We tried several different rooms. Nothing worked. So here we are. This night. (laughs) 12 plus hours after we were supposed to record, but it's fine. Everything is fine. Nothing is is fine. That's a lie. (laughs) On the plus side, I did just get to hear the best story I've ever heard, and I'm making Jillian share it on the podcast. Oh my goodness. Okay, so... I woke up at 4 a.m. this morning because the Wall Street Journal says 4 a.m. is the most productive hour. And also, I went to bed super early last night. So I got my, you know, four minutes of sleep. So I was so tired in my German class today that the teacher was like handing out grammar worksheets and where we were learning, you know, like the different grammar cases. And he there was an English description. And he was like, oh, Jillian, just like read the sheet out loud so we can like discuss it. And he said that in German. So I was like, okay. So I took the sheet and I assumed that the reading was in German so I started reading it and then all of a sudden everyone starts laughing at me and I was like what's so funny and then I looked at like the fourth word and I was reading the English description with like German pronunciation so the word was um neuter adjectives and I was reading it as neuter adjectiven or something you know that's an awful I can't do that right now it's too late but it was just awful it was so embarrassing I hate my life but it's fine I love this story so much. <laughs> when I was telling her this, she choked on her cereal, and I was like, it's not that funny, and she's like, yeah, it is, and I was like, great. <laughs> My life is an LOL. And that's the last amount of fun we have for this show, so thank you for joining us. <laughs> and now everything is terrible. Yes. So remember last week when we kind of expressed this this hope that um, the GOP would kind of rein Trump in, and mm-hmm. that perhaps... Um, this wouldn't be as bad as we feared. Yes. I remember that. I give up. Oh, nope. Okay. Well, <laughs> no, it's already gone. We're, we're done already. It's so... Okay, first of all, this is a total digression, but really fast. I am a registered Republican, but I still sometimes read, without, if I'm not being carefully, GOP as GOP. Um, and I think the that's... GOP. <laughs> that sounds like a really pretentious person saying GAP. I know! That's why it's funny. <laughs> I was just visiting the GOP. <laughs> The gulp candidate. <laughs> you know how you get so overtired that you get loopy? Yep. I feel like that's a constant state of being. I feel like I'm in constant coping mechanism mode mm-hmm. at all times now. I was talking to some of our friends earlier about some of the stuff happening, and I looked ridiculous because I was... This is such a digression. I was cleaning my navel piercing, which means I was laying down on my bed with a cup full of salt water pressed to my stomach, and then I started yelling, don't normalize this, and I looked not well. Um, and then I was like, this is why I'm so stressed out all the time, because I don't relax anymore. Yeah, no. So on that note, we should probably talk about why we're freaking out. So, Trump is ruining my entire life, including this podcast, because, again, last week we kind of made a call for nuance and wanting to, um, have a dialogue, but I'm just gonna go ahead right now and pull a hard no on nuance for white supremacy. We're just, we're rejecting that out of hand. Mm-hmm. Nope. Hard pass. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Trump is, you know, coming up with his list of people to help him with his transition and, you know, new offices or whatever. And 
He chose Steve Bannon, Mm -hmm. who is literally a white supremacist. So the deal is, so he's hiring um, his cabinet and his White House staff right now, Mm -hmm. which, by the way, apparently he did not realize he had to hire the entire White House staff. He thought that the people who worked there just worked there. No. (laughs) Haven't you ever seen the West Wing? (laughs) Whatever. So... Apparently, uh, Obama told him that he needed to hire a whole staff. So now Trump is hiring his staff. um, And for his chief of staff, he chose Reince Priebus, who's very established, uh, Republican politician. Fine. And then for his chief advisor, who he has stated would be equal with Priebus, which is not normal. It's not usually the chief of staff is the head of the staff, period. But he is putting Steve Bannon as an equal part in his White House. Let's be very clear. This is very dangerous. This is the move that if you had any kind of good faith about Donald Trump's presidency, it's lost. It's completely lost. So Bannon ran the website Breitbart, um, which was, um, as they say, an alt-right news site, um, which is pretty synonymous with white supremacy. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna, we're gonna go there. That's what it is. I looked up the definition and it says, oppose multiculturalism. Oh boy. So, white supremacy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what that is. So, um, he is incredibly racist, incredibly anti-Semitic, and straight up a very dangerous man who has stated in interviews that he's a Leninist and wants to break down the government. Here's the thing, there's also been... Of course, a huge backlash to this online um, with most reasonable people having a lot of problems with this. I mean, on both sides of the line, the Republican Party should not be white supremacist. That's not what it is. And so thankfully, we have a lot of people out here who are calling their representatives, um, senators, congresspeople, anyone, um, and encouraging them to disavow this appointment to try to get Trump to um, fire Bannon or whatever it is get rid of him so that he is not at the heart of our country. Yeah, that'd be great. The fact that he is being approved, like, the leader of the KKK approves of him. So, come on, that has to... Oh, yeah, yeah. Straight up, the KKK was like, oh, this is great. We approve of this. That's a bad... Bad sign. Bad sign. Bad sign. And they they vocally said this. It's not like... It's like, oh, I think the KKK would be cool with this. The leader of the KKK literally said, oh, this is good. This means Trump is going to live up to his promises of blah, 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 blah. I'm just like, what? No. Bad. Bad, bad. Bad. We're we're in college. (laughs) All we can say is bad. So if you care about this, I very strongly encourage you to call your representatives Um, the way lots of people are doing right now and encourage them to disavow Bannon. Um, I mean, I'm just gonna, like, for any issue, honestly, if there's any kind of political issue, whether local, state, national, that you really care about, call your representatives on whatever level that that is, because that is how your voice is going to get heard. That's how you are going to have influence on them. Um, And a note on that, calling is the most effective way to get their attention Mailing a physical letter is the second best way because they have to read and file that. Um, you can send an email, but they, they're they under no obligation to really 
do anything with that. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll just go on a database somewhere. So if you want to get your voice heard most effectively and quickly, call um, beyond that writing letters. Mm-hmm. And that goes for anything, but like specifically in this case, keeping white supremacists out of the White House would be great. Yes. 10 out of 10 would recommend. <sighs> I also, I just... There's so much going on that genuinely we're going to miss things, and I'm sorry about that. Um, there's been so much that's happened in the first week of President-elect Donald Trump um, that we're definitely not going to cover everything in this episode, so we're just trying to hit like some of the most shocking and important things, mm-hmm. um, of which this clearly this made the top of the list. So fun. Yeah, apparently one of the other appointments that uh, Trump made this, you know, the past few days or whatever. So the new head of the EPA. Oh God, yeah, yeah. So um, Myron Ebel is was appointed the new head of the EPA, and he has said some very controversial things to the press in like in the past about his views on climate change. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to elaborate on this? Yeah, so basically I was Googling him and a bunch of his old stuff on YouTube came up, like news clips from him, and he was saying things like, oh, I don't think it's that bad or something. Um, Yeah, we should totally get rid of this blah, 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 when it was about a policy that was supposed to reduce pollution. And I understand, especially since he is looking at things from an economic perspective, and since I do study econ, there is such a thing as the efficient level of pollution, which basically means that there is this level of pollution that has at, where the marginal cost equals the marginal benefit, and that the optimal amount of pollution actually isn't zero economically. But, I mean, I think we can all agree that the least, the less pollution, the better. And the fact that the head of the EPA is now... I mean, I agree with his views economically, but I just don't know... I just don't know if the spokesperson for an organization that's supposed to put the Earth first is... Yeah, it's the Environmental Protection Agency. Not the Economics Protection Agency. That's that's like several other wings. (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, I'll say this, is I don't think... Like, I think it's fine to have a person out there in the world who's arguing for the economic equilibrium standpoint of pollution or something like that. Um, I took intro to economics. I know how it is. <laughs> but no, but um, but that person should not be head of the EPA. That is not what that job is. Mm-hmm. And I mean, with Trump already, Trump has already said that he wants to back out of the Paris Climate Agreement, which is one of like the most promising steps forward on combating climate change that we've had. And so when he's already wavering on the slide, he said in the past he thinks climate change is a hoax. That's an incredibly dangerous place to be. I mean, that's why he's <laughs> appointing someone who is not totally there on climate change as head of the EPA. Yeah, one of his quotes was like, it's not getting warmer. The temperature isn't isn't increasing. Okay, well, okay. Uh, it's it fine. literally is. 2016 is going to be the hottest year ever. 2017 will probably be the next be the hottest year ever when it gets here. The thing that makes me so angry is Trump is 70 years old and he's not going to have to suffer. Like that sounds so mean, but like he's going to die before we really really start feeling 
the disaster of climate change. I mean, we're feeling it now with the way storms are worsening and the earth is warming, but, um, you know, when the apocalypse level stuff hits, he's going to be gone. It's going to be us dealing with it. It's, I have very mixed feelings just about the idea of hey. climate change. Oh my god, I hate myself. No, <laughs> oh, stop. I that swear so I did perfect. not. You didn't even realize. I didn't even plan that. Oh my god. Okay, so. <laughs> so, yeah, I have, I know a lot of smart people who are actually, not that they're in denial about climate change, but they don't put as much emphasis as other people do, saying, we go through phases, like a few years ago, people thought we were going through global cooling, not global warming, and they have made some interesting points, but I still don't think that you can deny the fact that we are negatively impacting our environment, and we're going to have to pay the price, mm-hmm. eventually. And it's it's hard to put this kind of thing in perspective, because with all of these issues, I mean, unless we go to nuclear war, who knows, but I mean, like, with all of these um, political issues and economic issues, it's kind of this idea of how people's personal lives are going to be affected and how the short term, relatively speaking, in the country is going to be affected. Where, as with climate change, that's the whole world mm-hmm. forever. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's really hard to wrap our minds around. So even when we're talking about this, it's hard to really understand the ramifications of potential policies. But yeah, we will keep an eye on what's happening there and probably do more calls for lobbying representatives as we see as we see fit (laughs) i don't know man we're some college kids with the podcast speaking of you know conflicting views apparently there's a lot of conflict of interest you know with the whole um trump being president now and so he has to give some of his companies i believe well three parts of his you know trump um enterprise is going to his kids to run because now he has definitely uh, more of an impact on, you know, what happens in the business world. And there's definitely some conflict of interest there. We're seeing basically unprecedented levels of conflict of interest. Mm -hmm. I mean, he previously said that he wouldn't have a conflict of interest because his kids would be running the company and he would be running the country. But now his kids are also running the country. Uh, So even that flimsy excuse is no longer valid. Yeah, it's just, I mean, even if you do keep it very professional and try to keep it as separate as possible, I just feel like my, if my dad were president and I had a part of his company, I would somehow, maybe not even consciously, make decisions that would sort of benefit the company based on his policies or something like that. Like, I don't know, I just feel like there's no... There's no such thing as zero conflict of interest, but mm-hmm. you the best way to do the best way to minimize it is to get people that's, you know, not your <laughs> blood and flesh um run parts of your company, but hey, that's just me. It's fine. No, it is really concerning, especially considering the amount that Trump is attacking media companies right now. He's been well, this is worrying on many levels. Let's just get into this now. Um Trump has been attacking the New York Times specifically. Well, a little bit the media in general, but um, very specifically the New York Times over Twitter recently. And someone pointed out that the New York Times is a publicly traded company. Mm-hmm. Um, and that as president-elect and future president, um, 
his words can have a serious impact on like the the stock value of companies Mm -hmm. he can have a serious effect on like how valuable the new york times is as a company and like how long is it going to take him to figure out that he can play those kinds of business interests strategically if he's not doing that already Mm -hmm. definitely i mean it's just it's a low-key hot mess it's a high-key hot mess okay yeah that too we're we're so past low-key <laughs> were we ever low-key though let's be real here i haven't been low-key since i was born okay well <laughs> well you're our resident economist what do you think of all these conflicts of interest do you th- do you have any faith that this is okay i mean i like to look at the bright side of things and say that oh yeah maybe you know his kids are grown up and they won't report to their dad what they do every five minutes and they can make their own decisions but it's just not I just don't think it's going to be realistically like that like I do think that no matter what I feel like their dad will have not actual written on paper say in what he wants done with the company but there is I mean what if he says something to them over dinner like oh I wish blah 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 and then they were like okay well let's make that change you know it's just very once you mix personal with professional it's complicated even with like cell phones mixing like having two cell phones is recommended for work but i know a lot of people especially when my dad works they're combining everything on one cell phone and even that in itself is complicated like let alone you know entire companies as the president i'm amazed you managed to not make a hillary clinton joke there it was really hard not to (laughs) (laughs) but did you see that ivanka is already selling things she she was like on, on eBay? Well, I'm sure not on eBay, but um, she was on Good Morning America the other day and is selling the bracelet or something that she wore for tens of thousands of dollars. They're completely leveraging their fame as the first family for their business. And also what is interesting but suspicious is that he never did release his tax returns. So I feel like interesting but suspicious sums up everything he's ever done. (laughs) Yeah, um, did you think that he was going to? I mean, not 100%, but I don't know. I thought there was some hope for the future. (laughs) There was some opportunity for transparency, and I guess we're not gonna have that here. No, apparently not, no. I feel like there are two options. One, he's been doing something illegal. Or two, He doesn't have as much money as he says he does. Or three, both. (laughs) And regardless of what it actually is, he's never going to share his tax returns because now he knows he doesn't have to because he got elected and he never shared them. Mm -hmm. And I think he, I mean, I think he just loves being that exception. I mean, he's definitely an exception on so many levels, but that doesn't make him exceptional or an exceptional or give any indication of... If he's going to be an exceptional president, if he even... I don't know. I'm trying to stay positive here, guys, but it's really hard. I feel like the one consolation I have is that he's going to be so miserable for the next four years. Mm Mm-hmm. What do you mean? How so? Just, like, the burden of being, you know, the leader of the free world, or... I mean, being the president is a terrible job. It's awful. And Trump does not want to be president. Mm -hmm. Trump does not want to have the work... Of being president he wanted to win and now he's too proud to step down but i guarantee you i mean he has no idea what he's doing 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fact that Obama, during their meeting, basically had to tell him, oh, this is what you need to do, I mean, that's a little concerning. Yeah, I mean, his transition team is in shambles. I was literally trying to read this article earlier about everything that's happened in the past week with his transition team, and I, I, it was hard to read. I literally could not follow it, because he had Chris Christie that was going to run his transition team and then he booted him out and then someone else quit. Um, and then he's trying to hire people, but he's not getting the right people and all his kids are on the transition team. He doesn't know what he's doing. No. Yeah. There's like a meme going around and it's like him at a computer and it's like Donald Trump Googling how to be president. And I thought it was very accurate and also very scary, but hilarious at the same time. You think there's a WikiHow article out there for how to be president of the United States? I don't know, but if there is, I think we should write it. I think Obama should write one. <laughs> oh my god, have you seen all the Obama-Biden memes? They're so cute. Oh my goodness. I mean, they're mostly Biden memes. <laughs> but they're all so cute. It's just, there'll be a picture of um, Obama and Biden, and then... One of my favorites is Biden saying, okay, so what you've got to do is you got to print out a fake birth certificate and put it in an envelope marked secret and leave it in the desk. And Obama's just like, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the gist of all of them is Biden trying to do terrible things to either um, Trump or Pence. And Obama every time is, Joe, what are you doing? (laughs) My favorite one is um, when Biden goes to him, well, in the meme, Oh, like, Barack, I found a great place for us to live. And he's like, uh, Joe, like, me and Michelle are gonna live on our own. No, 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 guys, I found this great house. And it's just like, he wants to live with them forever. Can we just spend the whole episode describing these memes? It's so much less painful. (laughs) Oh, dear. Yikes. Anyway, the whole Trump team was clearly very unprepared to win. Mm -hmm. And... I honestly would be incredibly unsurprised if Trump did something that was an impeachable offense pretty quickly um, because he doesn't seem to have a very good grasp on the Constitution. I'm not even, that's not even a joke, like genuinely. I don't think he understands how the First Amendment works. Mm -hmm. I don't think he understands how most things work. Um, But unfortunately, I can't even hope for that because Pence scares the crap out of me possibly even more than Trump does. Yeah, Pence, I'm sure we will have lots of things to say about for all sorts of uh, terrifying things Mm -hmm. um, in the days ahead, and we will do what we can to minimize that as much as possible. I do like his last name, though. I think it does give a ring of authority. Like, (laughs) you're you're trying so hard to be positive. (laughs) Like... Pence. I mean, just like all of these, everyone who runs for president, I feel like, has some sort of name, some sort of authoritative sounding name. Like, Clinton is pretty, you know, power, such a power move. Um, Sanders, like, come on. They're pretty good names. Have you noticed that Mike Pence kind of looks like a Superman villain, though? Really? Yeah. Hmm, interesting. His hair is almost helmet-like. Ooh. Just look look a picture of him up sometime and think about it. Okay, I'll think about it. I'll get back to you on that. Again, I'm sure there are things about this past week that we have missed in terms of Trump's team and the election right now, but I do want to spend some time talking about some other things, including Facebook fake news. Oh, oh my god. So fake news on Facebook has been a problem for a while now. 
um, just completely fake stories going totally viral and lots of people believing them from just ridiculous random blogs. And Google's had a problem with this too for a, a while there. If you Googled election results, the first result on Google was a completely fake WordPress site. Why? I don't know. Um, so finally, after this election, after this has been a problem for years, Google and Facebook have said that they're going to ban ad revenue from fake news. So oh, okay. yeah. that clickbait, yeah. Yeah, so that you can't make any um, of the Google AdSense or Facebook ads from any news that's been proven and confirmed to be fake. Um, everyone's like, wow, so glad you did this now. Yeah, because I feel like this has always been a problem. I mean, obviously not never in this magnitude before because, you know, talking about the presidential election is a little more important than saying, oh, like, this celebrity from Nickelodeon Jr. is dead because that was always a thing when I, I remember in high school, like, people saying, oh, like, did this blah, 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 blah person die? And then people on their, like, their Twitter would be like, no, guys, like, I'm alive. Yeah. And I mean, that was always weird and twisted Mm -hmm. but here's the thing so mark zuckerberg gets up there and basically says fake news didn't influence the election because 99 percent of anything you see on facebook is real and we couldn't possibly have had an influence sometimes i wonder if people listen to themselves Mm -hmm. because this is a man who is saying that facebook can influence buying habits and what you watch and where you're spending your money but it's not influencing how people vote I think you have to pick one, Mark. Also, his last name literally means in German, Sugar Mountain. How is that relevant? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What? what? Zuka means sugar and Berg means mountain. So his name is Mark Sugar Mountain. When you started saying that, I thought it was going to be something really dramatic. Like, his name in German means liar. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, well, we can cut that out. Nope, leaving uh, that Okay. In. <laughs> no, I mean, Facebook has been a very frustrating social media platform for a long time, not just because all of my relatives are on it, but um, <sighs> because it's the site for fake news. Um, and it's totally rampant. And then, on the other hand, we have Twitter, uh, which is in some ways even worse because of their horrible harassment problems or mm-hmm. their complete failure to deal with it. Do you know what Twitter unveiled today? QR codes. What? You now have a Twitter QR code, I guess. I don't know. Wait, I don't I don't speak computer. What's QR? QRs are those little squares. That, mm-hmm. They're like barcodes, but they're oh, the okay. square things. Okay. They've been around since like 2006 or something. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. I so don't... my peak. All right. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. Um... Why? Why did Twitter decide they need QR codes um, when they haven't combated harassment at all? On the other hand, though, Twitter is trying to do a purge of their biggest, um, like, harassment users, um, a lot of alt-right slash white supremacy guys um, who have been really big problems on the platform and really hateful. And so apparently they are actually trying to get all of those guys down and have... um, banned a ton of them for the platform and I can't help thinking that a lot of all of this is too little too late Mm -hmm. like okay so the week after the election um these giant media platforms decided to crack down on literally fake things and harassment I mean I guess timing is not their strong suit but 
whatever. I don't, I just don't understand why this was so difficult to do before, when clearly now they're doing it. Is it true that they're trying, that they're trying to implement a feature where you can block certain words from showing up in your timeline? Yes, you can. I think it's only for verified accounts so far, but they are unrolling that feature. You have, that's an Instagram already. Ooh. Um, so you can just, I think it's just a mute, you can just mute certain words. So if, so if a tweet has a certain word in it, it just won't show up. Marco Arment has just been tweeting pictures of dogs with sticks for the past week. Like, people will just tweet pictures of dogs with sticks and he'll retweet them. And someone said that he muted the word Trump and now his entire timeline is just Marco retweeting dogs with sticks. <laughs> and he's like, my life just got way better. That's so funny. I feel like being on Twitter for the past week has just been, like, me keeping myself captive. Mm-hmm. Because I want to be informed of everything that's going on, um... First of all, for this show, and second of all, just because this is my life now. Um, But on the other hand, it is exhausting, and there's so much stuff happening all the time. My brain wants to normalize it, but as I was discussing earlier, me yelling at a roommate this while laying down, um, I can't normalize it. This is not normal. It will never be normal. And we're going to keep talking about it. Keep forging ahead. I mean, I am hopeful for what these companies have put in this week to try to combat some of these really huge problems. I really seriously wish it happened a year ago when it could have genuinely, I believe, um, potentially affected the outcome of this election if they did stop the spread of misinformation and blatant hate. But at least it's happening now. So of all the things to come out of this election so far, I think by far the weirdest is the New Balance shoes thing. Oh my goodness. Okay. Basically what happened with New Balance was that some senior official um, of the company said that they felt they were going in the right direction under Trump. Yeah, they were like, we don't make Obama listen to us. Mm-hmm. And this was specifically about a trade deal. The Trans-Pacific Partnership. Yes, Exactly. But it was taken completely out of context, and people thought that they were supporting Trump by wearing their New Balance sneakers. So there was this whole Twitter thing where, um... Yeah, everyone was burning their shoes. Mm -hmm. It was kind of intense, kind of beautiful in a way, but also I felt bad for people who were burning their shoes. Like, those are expensive. Also aggressive. Like, I need sneakers, and I don't have that kind of money. Yeah. Guys... Life hack, buy shoes from the kids section. You will save $10. Fun fact, Jillian is tiny. <laughs> I wear size 10 women's. You're not going to find me in the kids section. <laughs> and on one hand, I, on a way, I think it's legitimate to say that you want to boycott New Balance after this statement. Even though it was specifically about the Trans-Pacific Partnership, I do think that with all that Trump stands for um, and all the bigotry that he stands for at this point, saying that you don't want to support a company that supports him in any way. I think that's fine. Burning the shoes, whatever. It's your free choice. Mm -hmm. But then, somebody kicked it up a notch. And literal neo-Nazi, I mean literal neo-Nazi, approved the message of New Balance shoes approving Trump's and then named them the official shoes of white people and said that that's how the Trump revolution people would recognize each other, because they'd be wearing New Balance shoes. 
And New Balance was um, not exactly thrilled with this. I can just imagine their marketing department just on fire. You know, mm-hmm. like the This Is Fine dog? Yes. Where, but like, that's that's the New Balance marketing department. New Balance marketing department. And, and no, and just the fact that New Balance is also heavily supported or at least sponsored by stores like Abercrombie and Fitch and J. Crew. It's probably not it's probably not the best deal to have right now, you know? So are you saying that they're already the official shoe of white people? I mean, maybe not explicitly. <laughs> oh stop guys, I love J. Crew and Abercrombie and Fitch and I am not white, so it's fine. It's fine, guys. <laughs> Jillian speaks for all people. <laughs> no, um on one hand, clearly New Balance did not endorse neo-nazis and are probably freaking out about the fact that a neo-nazi endorsed them but the other hand i'm not gonna wear new balance shoes after this now that i was buying them anyway i am so broke but i'm that's that's not a risk i'm willing to take (laughs) they're so trendy though (laughs) i'm sorry jillian well you're not white though so you can wear them and no one's gonna be like that's a white supremacist oh that's true this is true that's fair yeah so if i wear them no that's gonna send the wrong message yeah Hmm. I do, I, just to share some behind-the-scenes fun facts, in, oh, our, no. in our notes for this week, Jillian just wrote, I'm a fan, TBH. Although, do I own a pair? Nope. Nike's for life. <laughs> this message was not sponsored by Nike or any of its affiliates. Oh, if they want to give us money. Okay. <laughs> New Balance shoes, please do not give us money. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I promised Jillian that we could talk about Taylor Swift and Kim Kardashian. Yay! Not at the same time. Not this week. Uh, but... <laughs> I say that like it's such a sacrifice for me. I love them. <laughs> oh, Taylor Swift was... Taylor Swift is my idol. Okay, well, at least musically. She is a ruthless businesswoman, and I admire her deeply. The fact that she tried to patent phrases like, nice to meet you, how you been, so people couldn't print that on like plates and stuff is just pretty remarkable. I mean, I think that's definitely the power move. I think I should start patenting things I say, Quinn. So keep a list. And like we'll not go phased. <laughs> Hashtag not phased. <laughs> Copyright Jillian 2016. Oh, yeah. If you say that, you have to give her five cents. <laughs> yes. Honestly, though, I'm so broke, I'll accept a penny. <laughs> <laughs> and why did you want to talk about Taylor Swift, Jillian? Oh, okay. So she has been seen in pictures with another star that I'm a fan of called Drake. Um... <laughs> And so, basically, he posted a picture of them, and the internet literally went insane, because apparently him and Rihanna just broke up, and they were seen at this event together, and, like, apparently Taylor Swift met his mom, which apparently is a huge deal for Drake, because he does not introduce everyone to his mother. Um, so the internet was going crazy, people were like, ah, how could Rihanna's bae, like, blah, 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 and, like, I totally agree with that, um, but the fact that Taylor and Swift might be making music together is just something I... I can't handle it. Like, I'm just so excited. You are the happiest I've ever seen you right now. I haven't been this happy since 2006. Um, (laughs) No, it's fine. But Taylor Swift actually, or people have been saying that Taylor Swift's album is supposed to be coming out, or she's working on an album, and she wants to make it more grown up, kind of how, like, she did the 1989 was a huge step from, you know, the country Mm -hmm. Taylor Swift girl that we all know and love. Um, And I was a little concerned because when I thought she was going for this edgier thing, I thought she... She, a lot of people thought that she herself would be personally rapping, which... That's not what we're looking for. Yeah, no. But maybe something like that whole Bad Blood remix with Kendrick Lamar, like, that That's I can good, get behind. Yeah. That I can get behind. And the fact that she is talking to Drake, who 
is, you know, recognized in the music industry as, you know, this quintessential rapper who also sings. I just think, I think power moves are being made here, Quinn. I'm totally down for uh, Taylor Swift and Drake collaborating on some music. I don't know what it would sound like, but I'm so curious. I want it. Mm-hmm. It's been two years since her last album. I know, and she comes out with an album every other year. I'm going to need some new Taylor Swift music to face 2017 with, so I hope it's coming soon. Okay, let's make a bet. Ten bucks, she releases the album on her birthday, December 13th. <gasps> You've heard it from us first, people. Such a power move. Okay, I'll be counting down the days. Mm-hmm, sounds good. Also in the news um, recently is Kim Kardashian, <laughs> our favorite socialite. <laughs> our other favorite power lady. Oh, I have so many favorite power ladies, I can't say that. Every per- every woman we talk about on the show is going to be my other favorite power lady. Mm-hmm. This is true. This is true. So, basically, Kim Kardashian has been, you know, under the radar just because of the whole Paris incident, um, which is completely understandable. Like, I feel like that's such a traumatic event. You need as much... Like, we should give her as much time as possible to heal, but... Um, For the record, if anyone didn't hear about this, uh, Kim Kardashian was robbed at gunpoint in Paris recently and it was very traumatic. Sorry, I just want to provide context for our listeners, because not all of them are up to date on Kim Kardashian's life. Yeah, not everybody stalks their Twitter like I do. Okay, it's fine. Um, Yeah, so basically, she hasn't posted on Instagram, which is, you know, her social media platform of choice. She has, what, like, 80-something million followers. God, that sounds so stressful. Ugh, I know. And someone actually calculated how much money she was losing, because she does get paid for every post that she does if it's sponsored if it's pr- sponsored by somebody or sponsored by a company that she's promoting um but I, someone posted a picture of her and she and her daughter northwest were dressed up as jasmine for halloween and it was the cutest thing ever they were so cute i know i was jasmine once in kindergarten except my mom wouldn't let me wear a belly shirt when i was six so i had to wear this nude leotard under my jasmine costume and it was very traumatizing and i still suffer from the ramifications of this body consciousness but like Ugh, Jasmine is bae. That went to a deep place very quickly. (laughs) Sorry, guys, that was a little personal. But anyways, so there was, it was like a side profile picture of um, her and her daughter dressed as Jasmine. And a lot of people have been saying that she looks a lot thinner. And, you know, maybe because she's going through this hard time, she's lost some weight. But then other people have been saying that this is a conspiracy theory and that the whole Paris incident was staged so she could get a butt reduction in private. Oh my god, what? Yeah, I know, it's a thing. If you Google it, it's a thing. I mean, I would put safe search on for images, but like, if you Google it, this is legit news that comes up. How much time do you spend looking up Kim Kardashian? Oh, way too much. <laughs> well, I'm you know I'm happy to be kept updated. Oh, I'm I'm <laughs> happy that all of the people who came to this show to listen to political analysis are also being kept updated on Kim Kardashian. Not by their choice, probably. This but is a service what? we provide. <laughs> My favorite part of this story when you were telling me about it is that she's potentially looking for a surrogate, and then Twitter was like, "I volunteer." <laughs> Yeah, people were literally putting, like, their stats um, on Twitter, like, oh, this is my blood type, and blah, 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 blah. Oh, my God. Yeah, because she had, because she's had some very difficult childbirth so far, right? Um, mm-hmm. and, and she can't have, like, having another kid would be detrimental to her health just because, you know, um, something about her uterus, I'm not really sure. Something about her placenta, I, 
read this article. It got graphic. It got very detailed. Mm-hmm. Um, we will put it in the show notes if you would like to learn all about the science if, of Kim Kardashian's uterus. Yes. Um, Which is always a fascinating read. Yeah. You know. Gotta keep relevant. Yeah, but people were just putting all their information and just like, I, I mean, I don't even know my blood type. Do you know what your blood type is? So this is a funny story. Um, I had a little note on my computer one time that just said, I am A+. And for a day or two, I thought my past self had left an inspirational note for me. And then I remembered that's my blood type. <laughs> and I was trying to remember it. <laughs> Amazing. I don't know my blood type, but it's probably something like B negative, you know, or something that emulates my personality as a human being. But oh. <laughs> that wasn't supposed to be sad. That was supposed to be funny. Laugh at my jokes, Quinn. I'm sorry. <laughs> Laughing my self-deprecation. You know, how people make jokes about, um, like, people that I hear on podcasts or whatever and don't know in real life, but they know everything about them, they know their blood type. Well, now people actually do know my blood type. I hope that's not bad. (laughs) I don't think so. I think it's fine. It's probably fine. It's probably fine. So, yeah. Would you want to be Kim Kardashian surrogate? No. Why not? I'm scared of childbirth. I just think it's such a beautiful thing and I just don't know like it's I feel like it's just so sacred and I feel like as a human I like don't take things as I feel like I can't take things seriously and I would just be laughing the entire time I mean aside from the pain obviously but like I don't know I just feel like that's a responsibility that I just can't handle on my own let alone like giving birth to Kim Kardashian's flesh and blood I can totally see you giving birth and just making puns about it and laughing. (laughs) Also, like, if I did something wrong, I would not want Kanye West to be mad at me. Oh my god, I didn't think of that. Yeah, you guys, you guys, you have to think of everything here. Oh my goodness. Kanye, he would probably, like, release an album about me. You know how he just, like, really, speaking of Taylor Swift, (laughs) like, I would be the next victim of his song. And he would not call me and ask my approval first. There was a lot of air quotes involved in that sentence as well. I, I, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want to be Kim Kardashian's surrogate just because that exposes your life to a lot of media attention, and I don't want people writing conspiracy theories about the size of my butt the way they do for Kim Kardashian. Mm-hmm. So, not so much, no. Yeah. Well, on that note... <laughs> I'm glad we got to end this on the somewhat ridiculous but happy note of Kim Kardashian, please remember that our country is still in a lot of trouble. Everything is terrible. I'm not getting any sleep. It's fine. It's fine. I've been up since 4 a.m. It's fine. Do I have an ulcer from possibly the three gallons of coffee that I had this morning? Okay, you definitely do not have an ulcer. Okay, well... <laughs> she walked in She walked in today at, like, 9 p.m. and looks at me and goes, I have an ulcer. And Quinn was like, how do you know this? And I was like, I don't, but I have an ulcer. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to go to the doctor, um, and you're going to call your senator, and we're all going to get through this together, okay? In the meantime, you can find the show on Twitter at MixedFeelingsFM, um, or in iTunes, where it would be amazing if you left us a review. Six people have now left us a review. Oh, yeah. They're my favorite people. If you want to also be my favorite person, review the show. Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. 
You can also find me on Twitter at AspiringRobotFM. And you can find me on Twitter at underscore Jillian Parker, although I probably will not give out my blood type because I don't know it. You can also find the show notes for this episode at relay.fm slash mixed feelings. There's also a contact form on that webpage where if you want to send us an email about anything, feedback for the show, news stories you think we should check out, um, the link is on that site. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening, everyone. I'm Jillian Parker. I'm Quinn Rose. And these were our mixed feelings. What happened to Taylor Swift? Is this about a rap album? Yes. <laughs> Do you really want to talk about Taylor Swift? Literally just two seconds. I. It's just a rumor. I know, but I love Taylor Swift. And also, like, her and Drake might be a thing. Okay, they're not a thing. Okay, yeah, I know. You can't go from Rihanna to Taylor Swift. Not that they aren't both beautiful, but I just feel like they're very different people. I may keep this part in and just put it at the end of the episode. <laughs> no, no, no. Um... I feel like, let's talk about Taylor Swift next week, because I feel like there hasn't been a lot yet. Oh, I love Taylor Swift. I do, too. Or if you really want to talk about her, we can. Okay, maybe just, like, two seconds. Okay. <laughs> um, What's your favorite album I hear? Oh, my God, that's such a hard question. I do love 1989. I love 1989, but pre-1989. But there will always be a place in my heart for Fearless. Fearless? I've seen that concert twice! <laughs> Oh my god, that's amazing! I know, I almost got kicked out by a security guard because I tried to jump on the stage! <laughs> okay, no, I didn't try to jump on the stage, but I did try to jump over, like, this barrier that was, like, it was, because it was sep- it was in the Coliseum, so it was separated, um, like, the regular seats and then, like, the standing area, and I tried to jump into the standing area, and this guy was like, oh, I'm gonna kick you out, and I was like, hi, you can't tell me what to do, I'm 12! <laughs>
I've never been to a Taylor Swift concert. I did go to a Hannah Montana and Jonas Brothers concert. Ooh, was that your first concert? It was my first concert. It was the best day ever. My first concert was the Cheetah Girls and (sighs) Vanessa Ann Hudgens. Amazing. I love Vanessa Hudgens. She's so Baby, come back. Yeah. Baby, come back. Remember when they had that music video, Say Okay, and Zac Efron, her real-life boyfriend, was in it, and it was the coolest thing to happen since, I don't know, Barney and Friends? I miss childhood. <laughs> I well, feel like that's when you know when you're grown, when you're an adult, is when you're like, oh, I wish I could be a kid again. I feel like that's when you know, because up until, like, up until probably recently, I, I was like, oh, I can't wait until like, college in the real world, and... Yeah, I still don't wish I was a kid. Being a kid is terrible. Okay, well... Well, I mean, you're happy, but you're so ignorant. Ignorance is bliss, though. Yeah, exactly, but mm, knowledge is power. Oh. I'm not a nice person. Okay. Okay, well, to continue...